knowledge is getting easier to access, but does it increase your wisdom? Welcome to the Conquer Your Mountains Week 7 podcast titled Finding True Wisdom in the Age of Artificial Intelligence. And in today's episode, we will explore how you can make wise decisions despite all the conflict knowledge that you're exposed to. If you are following the Conquer Your Mountains reading plan, you are in week seven that has the name Judges and Ruth, Giver of Wisdom and Love. My name is Amanda DeVette and I am the senior editor at Luca, the Christian imprint of Penguin Random House, South Africa. We publish books that provide readers with engaging, high-quality reading material, both fiction and non-fiction. I'm excited to be joining Mandla's podcast today, so let's kick it off. Dr. Mandla, you've tackled an interesting topic about wisdom in the age of AI. Do you start by asking ChatGPT for the answer? Yes, indeed. I did actually ask Microsoft Copilot if it knows the answer already. Maybe it will save us time. So what Microsoft Copilot said is that wisdom is not just a matter of having intelligence, knowledge, or experience, but also of applying those concepts in a way that is ethical, moral, and context-sensitive. Artificial intelligence is a technology that can perform tasks that normally require human intelligence, such as reasoning, learning, and decision-making. AI can help us find wisdom by providing us with information, insights, and suggestions that can enhance our understanding, creativity, and skills. However, AI cannot make us wise. We still need to exercise our own judgment, our own responsibility, and our critical thinking when using AI. We also need to be aware of the limitations, biases, and ethical implications of AI, and to ensure that AI is aligned with our human dignity, rights, and well-being. In addition to that, we also need to cultivate our emotional, social, and spiritual intelligence, and to seek wisdom from other sources, such as philosophy, literature, art, religion, and nature. So that was the chat GPT answer. Microsoft Copilot is saying that AI cannot make us wise, but it can give us the knowledge to try to get there. That is quite a wise answer for AI, I think. <laughs> I was surprised. And very comprehensive, I must say. Definitely, I did not expect that. So, wow. How do you define wisdom and how does it differ from concepts like knowledge and intelligence? I understand wisdom to be the practice of wise, a wise way of reasoning. It talks to judging correctly when it comes to your life and your conduct and where you face multiple options. Uh, wisdom is what enables you to decide whether you go right or left, whether you go up or down. Uh, so it really covers all the key elements that help you to judge correctly and hopefully avoid making the wrong decisions. And if I can add, I had a look at a 2006 research article and it said that wisdom includes five characteristics. One is creativity, second is curiosity, third is judgment and open-mindedness, fourth is a love of learning, and fifth is the ability to 
take on a broader perspective. That's very interesting. So you would say that wisdom is more linked with things like emotional intelligence, creativity, and experience than straightforward just knowledge and book knowledge and intelligence. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, th I think things like book knowledge and the knowledge that you get from experts are, are useful, but often they're not enough to help you to make a final decision. So just an example, in my experience, many years ago, I injured my knee and it was a certain second degree MCL injury. And it was eight weeks before a major half marathon that I'd been training for. And I went to the experts, I got a brace for it, got medication. And at some stage, I then said to my doctor, do you think I should run in, uh, in, in the eight weeks that I have left for the race? Will I be ready? And he told me the facts and those facts suggested that most likely I wouldn't be ready. But there was a very outside chance that if I did certain things and I really pushed, I could make it, but I would still take a risk. And that took me out of the realm of knowledge. He had given me his knowledge. And then it then came to my wisdom to say, what, what would I achieve from running this race? What would happen to me emotionally if I was unable to run it? Would it affect my ability to push through for future races? Mm. Uh, and in that case, I decided to run the race. It, it was a painful race. And when I look back, I did take a risk, but I wouldn't have changed the outcome. I think it was a wise decision in that instance, after having looked at the knowledge that was available, but it could have gone badly as well. And that's where wisdom doesn't always insulate, insulate you from the risks. Absolutely. So wisdom is about making calculated decisions with the knowledge presented and then deciding if from your perspective that would work for you and if it's something that from your own point of view you want to pursue. I really like that. We are bombarded daily by information from all kinds of different sources such as internet, social media, television, culture and the people we spend time with. How do you suggest one should then distinguish between what is valuable and retainable and what to discard and cast off as we filter through this steady stream coming our way, as we make our way through daily lives. Yeah, I agree with you that we are bombarded. We are truly in an age of, of knowledge. And before, if I roll back 10 years ago, knowledge was something that you looked for. So you'd have a question and then you'd go to Google, look it up, you'd get some answers and then you'd have your knowledge. But now what's happened with the current social media where if you use TikTok or Instagram or any one of these social media platforms, the current way to consume information is through a stream of knowledge. You'll watch 10, 20 second video and it will have a view on something, what mm. you should eat, what you should not eat, what you should wear, what you shouldn't wear, what degrees are good for you, what degrees are not good for you. And often that information is in very small sound bites. So it's difficult to really get to the 
true answer. It's often presented as a fact. And I think the challenge is we've got so used to receiving sound bites of information and then interpreting that as knowledge. Whereas if we really challenge it, all that information that, that is bombarding us, yes, some of it is knowledge, but there's a lot of randomness and we need to be very careful in how we we absorb it. Sometimes you'll pick up a, a hack. Yeah, so I've often been delighted where I've been streaming through social media and I pick up a very useful tip and I try it out and it works. But we just need to be careful that 90% of what we get, we need to process it and distill it further before we accept it as gospel truth. Absolutely. We should be very meticulous in our pursuit of knowledge and wisdom. It reminds me of what Winston Churchill said. He said, you will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. So it is so important that we are aware of what we pay attention to and where we get it from, the information and knowledge that we apply to our lives. Do you have some examples of how and where knowledge can contradict wisdom? Yes, so so there's two contrasting examples. The, The one example would be where you can succeed just by accumulating knowledge. So if you look at the story of the of the Wright brothers, so they invented engine-powered flying at the beginning of the 20th century. And the way they did that was a breakthrough in creating a system that could help a plane to steer effectively and maintain its balance and equilibrium when it's flying. They spent years researching this. They looked at different ways that you could manipulate a plane to take off and to maintain its flight. And that's an example of where one can succeed. And in their case, they became the first people to to fly, engine-powered. And it was based on accumulating years and years of of knowledge and applying that practically. Mm. But on the other hand, there's times where what you do is not based on current knowledge. And you find that great leaders of the past that have changed society, often they have to go against current knowledge. So if you look at the story of Nelson Mandela, he has spent 27 years in prison. And during that time and leading to him being in prison, there's many things that he didn't know. He didn't know whether spending so much time in prison would achieve anything. Uh, he certainly didn't know that he would be president of South Africa one day or that he'd even walk out alive. And I think in that case, that's an example where if you had to apply knowledge in that sort of situation, current knowledge, you'd probably not have the courage to follow through. But in that case, applying wisdom and discernment in Nelson Mandela's case was probably one of the factors that helped him to yeah, to push through such a, a long time and being committed to his cause. Absolutely. And I think time definitely plays a big factor in gaining and expanding our wisdom. 
How do you balance wisdom against external intelligence in your own decision-making processes? I think to balance wisdom with knowledge, you need another ingredient, which is courage. So last year in 2023, an economics researcher called Melita Rant studied 274 employees in Slovenia to see what effect wisdom and courage would have on the work of the employees. And she found that having wisdom reduced behavior such as uh, when people act from a closed mind, behaviors that come from ignorance, from anger, from blaming others, from, from fear. So wisdom really gave those employees the clarity to actually look at what they needed to do without being clouded by habits of the past. But she also found that you needed to add courage. So once you've opened up your mind, courage is what helps you to set up a decision and act on it. And that really meant being able to let go of old habits and being able to welcome new insights, cultivating the behavior that help you to come up with a wise decision and actually act on it. So I'd say you, you need to get a dose of wisdom and you get a dose of courage and apply that to the external information that, that you receive from the world. It's actually exactly what you did, a wonderful example of when you decided to run with the knee injury. You had the information and you took a calculated risk and had the courage to do so. And that worked well. That's great. Yes, you- and I must highlight, normally you, you mustn't run with a knee injury. So I don't want to <laughs> advocate being reckless. <laughs> Absolutely not. But that was your courageous decision and your calculated risk and it paid off for you at that time. So that's a wonderful lesson to to retain. Could you perhaps speak to the listener that feels that they have made so many unwise decisions and are now trapped in a cage of their own making? How do they break free and escape? Yeah, I think the key word in your question is the word cage. So it's important to understand what that cage is. And I mentioned earlier that wisdom is the ability to look at situations with an open mind. And perhaps what you think is a cage is actually not a cage, but maybe it's a stepping stone to where you need to to be going. So it's good to lift yourself out of that situation that you're in, try and elevate yourself. And you might find that what you think is something that is negative might actually be a stepping stone to the next phase in in your path to success. And importantly, you must then have the courage, courage to actually then take that next step. Otherwise, you'll remain stuck in that cage. That is very inspirational, definitely. Knowing what to do, seeing it from an outside perspective and a more a broader perspective and then having the courage to help yourself break free. That's great. Thank you so much, Dr. Mandla. We will end the podcast with an extract from Mandla's book, Conquer Your Mountains, Week 7. Sometimes we 
commit to a foolish decision and set out on a path where we firmly close our ears to annoying contrary voices. Sometimes we close our eyes to all the maps and GPS guidance, and we insist on taking the appealing but treacherous road. And we need to rather focus on the wisdom that God can offer us instead.